Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Not to be tonight for San Diego State, uh, despite really a valiant comeback. I mean, they trailed for 35 minutes in this game, and they got over the hump, took a lead, had a lead inside of a minute to play in regulation. Nevada, to its credit, was able to tie the game up, and we'll get into how that all transpired. Aztecs had a chance there at the end of regulation, couldn't get a shot off, and then overtime took a four-point lead, only to see Nevada come back, take advantage of a couple of turnovers, and then it was Trey Coleman, of all people. I mean, you're thinking Keenan Blackshear, you're thinking Jared Lucas. They draw up a play for Coleman using the height advantage over Darion Trammell. He hits a jumper in the lane. Aztecs on a final possession come up empty, contested three from Darion Trammell, then a foul, and that's your difference, 70 to 66. Nevada wins it. So it is the wrap-up show. My name is John Schaefer. I'll be with you for, let's say, the next 30 minutes or so. I just talked about it on the radio Um there is a lot to react to is what I would say. And um, there's a lot of basketball in front of both of these teams and the Mountain West is completely loaded right now. This was an opportunity for the Aztecs. There's no question about it. I think a victory here tonight would have put them in a really good spot when it comes to the regular season title race in the Mountain West, but losing tonight means, I don't know if they'll need to be perfect down the stretch, but they'll need to be potentially close to perfect down the stretch. And of course, a huge week is coming up obviously for the Aztecs. They have Colorado State Tuesday at VA House, then New Mexico on Friday at VA House Arena, trying to avenge some road losses earlier this year in Moby and also inside the pit. So we're going to talk about it. We'll try to do it constructively and, um, um, you know, fairly. And I do want to hear from Aztec fans, whether you're here live or on replay, as the Aztecs fall again in overtime in Reno at the Luller Event Center to the University of Nevada, 7266. So if you're here and you have something you want to react to or comment to, I'll try to get to as many comments as I can. As always, I remind you, please subscribe. I have year-round content for Aztec fans that are football and basketball fans. So if you wouldn't mind subscribing, I would appreciate that. So year-round content for Aztec fans, please tell other people about it. Please post about it on social media. Word of mouth makes a difference. But this is something I've been doing since the summer. And uh, I appreciate the interaction with Aztec fans. I really do. Um, it's been fun to do it. It's been something I've been trying to get off the ground um, really for years, to be honest with you. So I'm glad I've been able to do it here this year. And it's um, I enjoy interacting with Aztec fans, um, despite results sometimes when I mean, you're not going to win every single game. It's hard to win on the road. We know that. Um, and there's a lot to react to here today. So please subscribe. Uh, please smash the like button for me if you wouldn't mind. Please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. That is J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. I appreciate the super chats. If you want to support my work, you can click the dollar sign below the chat box. I will get to every super chat here today. It's just a good way to support what I do. You can become a member as well by clicking the join button down below. You'll get custom emojis and badges. Um, I think where I'll start, and there's so many different tentacles to a, a game like this. I mean, when you lose a close game in overtime, 
there truly are like 50 plays. I think it comes down to like, people are going to summarize it like one or two moments where the reason between winning and losing, but truthfully, there's like 40 plays. There's a difference between winning or losing um, because anything that goes one way or another could have, you know, changed the overall outcome of this game. But, you know, you, you look at a final minute of regulation and San Diego state led by as many as three and then had a two point lead um, after Ladie hit one of two from the free throw line, Ladie was great from the free throw line today, 12 of 14. Um, and he hits one of two there late to make it a two point game. They draw up a play for Blackshear. He did not have a great shot. It was maybe like a step back, or the way I recall it, step back or fadeaway jumper, like an 18 footer straight on that he missed short. And second chance points were the difference, potentially, arguably, maybe not even arguably in this game. Nevada outscored San Diego State in second chance points 15 6. And the difference at VA House is the Aztecs' ability to rebound the basketball. I think they had 20 offensive rebounds in the game and were plus 19 overall on the glass. And tonight, to Nevada's credit, they got to some 50-50 balls and they got some loose balls and offensive rebounds and they turned them into points. But the biggest moment, and to some extent, you want to say it's basketball. I mean, Blackshear misses a shot short. The ball is on the floor. It literally bounds around where multiple guys have hands on the ball. It ends up with um, Nick Davidson, who in a continuation gets fouled and hits a layup. Now, the bad news was the offensive rebound and the layup. The good news was he missed the free throw uh, that would have given Nevada potentially a regulation win because the Aztecs wouldn't get a shot off in the final six and a half seconds. What transpired there was really interesting, and people were just reacting to on our text line on the radio, San Diego Sports 760. And we could argue this, but... After the missed free throw, first of all, Waters did an amazing job to rebound it. It bounced off an Aztec, and then Waters like went over his shoulder to just kind of corral it. And in the process, Davidson reached over top and kind of bumped him. Now, I've watched enough college basketball to know that I would say 8 out of 10 to 9 out of 10, even if it is a foul, which it probably was, they're not going to call it. And I think most people here agree with that. Now, you're, you'll see it 10% of the time. You'll see it. 10 or 15% of the time they'll blow that whistle. This game was a tightly whistled game. We saw a zillion fouls, players in foul trouble, no Lamont Butler, right, down the stretch. Uh, Jaden playing with four fouls on the bench at two, three, and four fouls throughout the course of the game. I mean, fouls were a huge part. Could they have called it? Absolutely. Um, They didn't. Am I crying over it? No, not necessarily because I didn't think they'd call it there. And SDSU still took a timeout and had a chance to draw up a play. Now, they take the timeout with six and a half seconds left. They never got a shot off in that situation. Uh, I think Darion thought about it, but it was a contested straight-on look, and at the last moment got rid of it for Ladie in the lane. But by the time Ladie put it up and the shot didn't go in, even if he had time on the clock, it was too late. You got the shot off about a second late. So that was a product of, I think, some indecision there from Tremel, and I kind of understand this. Like It, it was going to be contested. He didn't think he was going to get a foul call. He didn't think he was going to make it, and he just made a decision maybe a moment too late. And too late, Nevada – play good defense. These were the top two defensive teams in the league. So that explains, I think, some of the offensive struggles for both teams. I mean, neither team shot the three ball well. It was essentially a rock fight. 70 to 66 in a 45-minute game is basically a rock fight. So that was um, that was the end of regulation. Okay, so you call the timeout, you drop a play, and it doesn't go your way, such as basketball is what I would say. Overtime was interesting because – SDSU opened up its largest lead of four. It was 64-60 immediately. I think 352 to play. So, of course, you feel good. You have a four-point lead. But what was costly, in addition to Trey Coleman hitting that shot, and Blackshear hit a couple of shots late and got to the basket, San Diego State turned it over twice in overtime, the way I recall it. I think um, Ladie was double dribbled out of it and then passed to a wing in front of the Aztec bench and threw it away, and that led to a basket. And there was another overtime turnover. I forget the circumstance. If someone remembers the circumstance of the other overtime turnover, if they wouldn't mind putting it in the chat, um, I can react to that. But um, despite all of that, it's 66 all. Nevada takes the timeout. They draw up a play. Everyone in the building. I mean, let's be honest. First of all, Lamont Butler's already found out. So you're without one of your better defensive players. Everyone in the building, and I'm not in the building, but I'm thinking it's Blackshear, who had scored like six points in overtime, or it's Lucas, who had been really quiet after a very fast start. Aztecs didn't have a few, had one field goal in the first eight minutes of this game, yet somehow hung around and stayed within arm's reach and then eventually got over the hump. They didn't tie this game until, I think, seven minutes left in the game. They, they were not tied in the game for the first 33 minutes, essentially. Didn't take a lead until like four minutes or so in the game. Um, and now I lost my train of thought. 
Oh, yeah. So they take the time out. I'm thinking Blackshear Lucas, isn't everyone? I'm not thinking Trey Coleman. That's to Nevada's credit. They get the size advantage on Trammell, and they you know just throw it to him in the in the lane, and he uses that size advantage and shoots over top Trammell. So that's a well drawn up play by Nevada. Um, and I, you know, to me, that's more crediting Nevada. Again, Butler's already fouled out of the game. I guess defensively, you could have gone with more size. Trammell's a good defender. I mean, let's be honest, Darian Trammell's a really good defender. Um, could you have put someone else on? Troy Coleman, I guess potentially, but then maybe you have Darion on, you know, someone else, and that changes things as well. So it's 68-66, and then there's 12 seconds left, and then San Diego State in that final um, moments, you know, the best they can do, quote-unquote, is Trammell's, you know, right-wing contested three that was off the front side of the rim, and then they fouled with like .3 seconds left. And I, I've seen all the reaction to him. Why don't you use the timeout? Why didn't they run offense on that play? I mean, you've heard Brian Dutcher say this. You already know the answer. He'd prefer not to take the timeout in that spot than take it. Why? Because he doesn't want to allow the defense to set itself, right? He'd prefer that live ball action, so to speak. That's what we saw against FAU in the Final Four. I didn't hear anyone complain that San Diego State still had a pocket, a timeout in its pocket against FAU. So, and also the other advantage of keeping the time out there is if you end up in a spot in those final 12 seconds where you get trapped or a pass is errant and you have to run it down and you can still use a timeout when you get into the front court if you need to use a timeout. So it didn't go their way is the point. If Tramel hits a tough shot, if they, if someone hits a three, if something goes your way, then what are people saying? I mean, a lot of it to me tonight, and I know there's, a, there's criticism and I'm all for the reaction to it. This is a 50-50 game. The Aztecs, by and large, have won more often than not this year in 50-50 games. Would we all agree with that? I think so. I, I, we'd have to look at the record in one possession or overtime games. It's good. It's, they're winning 67% of the time at least. But there's a reason they're 50-50 games. You don't win them at 90% regularity, especially on the road against a good team in that environment on two days rest with travel, again, I'm, with the foul trouble. And again, I'm making some excuses, but, I mean, you have to be realistic with the situation as well. So. Nevada, I think it comes down to this. Blackshear misses a shot at the end of regulation. They somehow secure a loose ball and score. That's basketball. And then at the end of overtime, you let it play out in the final 12 seconds and you trust your team to make a play like they have a zillion times in the last couple of years because San Diego State has made plays. And Darion Trammell has made plays. And Micah Parrish has hit shots late in shot clocks, right? You've, you've all seen it play out. With the benefit of hindsight, you prefer – Obviously, for a different result and a different result with some of those possessions. Final six and a half seconds of regulation. Um, I think tie game when the best they could do was get that Parrish straight on three late in the shot clock inside of a minute. And then the three from Trammell right wing that was contested. But again, if one of those things goes your way, then it's a different result. And that sometimes is sports. So again, if you're here, please subscribe. If you're here, I appreciate your super chats. I'll get to all the comments overall, but I do want to start with the super chats and I do want to start with our loyal viewer, T-Mac, who is with us here tonight. Thank you, T-Mac, for hanging out. Again, the Aztecs fall in overtime here tonight in Reno, 70 to 66. I mean, certainly an opportunity. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you that and San Diego State would say the same thing. And does it make what's to come even more pivotal? Yeah, they were all going to be pivotal, win or lose, and they remain pivotal. Tuesday against Colorado State, Friday against New Mexico next week or a week and a half from now, Utah State, and, it, and so it goes. And honestly, I think if the season ended today, six Mountain West teams are in the NCAA tournament. Now, there's a ton of basketball. We have 37 days until Selection Sunday, five weeks and two days, four weeks or so of Mountain West regular season action. I think the Essex final Mountain West regular season game is four weeks from tonight, senior night, against Boise State. So I'm not saying six teams are going to qualify for the NCAA tournament. It'll absolutely be four. Um, I think it'll – I'd feel good. I think it's probable it'll be five, and I think there's a path, and it's kind of realistic. I think there's a pretty realistic path to six. It's, it's going to take some some results. I mean, it'll certainly take some results, but there's definitely a path to six. All right, let me get to TMAC. TMAC, thank you for the Super Chat. Guys, if you want to uh, support my work, contribute to the channel, you can do so by clicking the dollar sign below the chat box. I'll get to every single Super here today. He says it was a difficult game to watch, but credit to Nevada – they close it out. The players are human and need more support by fans and losses. I always say this. You guys have heard it. If you're here for, you know, if this isn't your first time or you listen to me on the radio, 
Um, I understand being a fan and I understand reacting. I think fans should overreact. You're a fan and fan by definition is like someone that's fanatic. You are a supporter. You're not apathetic. You, you know, you live and die on this stuff. Completely understood, completely understood. And it felt like for a lot of this game, it just wasn't going to be SDSU's night. I think most people here would probably agree with that. First 30 minutes of this game, like, man, every 50-50 ball, every, you know, tie-up, every foul, like, it just they just weren't getting breaks. They just weren't getting breaks, it felt like, in this game. And then, to SDSU's credit, they got over the hump. They got even. Nevada would go up by two. San Diego State would tie it up. And then the Aztecs took a one-point lead. And then it was two. And then it was as large as three in regulation. It was still two. In the waning seconds, and then again, black good defense. Blackshear misses, but Davidson secures a loose ball. That's going to happen. Where do you lay criticism there? Like seriously, like where would you where would you put criticism? Or would you? I think most people would admit that those are the breaks. It sucks, right? I mean, it's not ideal. You prefer the alternative that you come up with it. But that happens. And then from there, it's like Nevada's a really good defensive team with size um, at all their positions. They are a good defensive team, and they got to stop when they needed to at the end of regulation, and they got to stop when they needed to at the end of overtime. I mean, we've seen San Diego State do that. What do we say? Credit to San Diego State, right? And if Nevada doesn't win this game, what are they saying about Blackshear's shot at the end of regulation that was short? That Like, is that the best you can do, that 18-footer at the end of regulation? But they did win the game. And that happens sometimes with sports. So, no, T-Mac, I mean, I'm with you. I mean. You know me, I try to be level-headed. I try to provide my perspective and experience with it, but I understand the way people feel. I do, and I'm not going to tell someone how to be a fan. I'm not. I'll give you my two. I, you know, I don't ask for someone to tell me how to do my job, um, and people are sometimes critical of, of my work and my job and what I have to say about it, and that's fine. I understand it. That comes with par for the course. I mean, I'm, I'm literally paid by San Diego Sports 760 to do this, so not everyone has to agree with, um, with my opinion, right? I'm paid by 760, by the way, to be on the radio, <laughs> not to be to do it on uh, on YouTube. And that's fine. Not everyone has to agree with my opinion. I try to come at it from a measured spot and bring experience and also, um, you know, preparedness, right? Like, I'm not coming at it just out of left field. Like, I'm bringing my knowledge to it. And you may disagree with me. And that's fine. Um you know, Mark wrote about it. Mark Ziegler in the UT wrote about it yesterday. Right? Aztecs suffered a really disappointing loss last year in Reno that led to a players-only meeting, and then San Diego State routed off 15 of its next 16 games. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen out of this. I have no idea what happens out of this. I, I tend to think the Aztecs coming into this have played really good basketball. Their previous three games, they shot 46% from beyond the arc. Not tonight. Uh, I don't want to use the tired legs excuse, but, y- you know, it. it's a factor uh, three games in six days with travel to Colorado Springs and then to Reno, two of the games at elevation. It's like, there's a lot in there. Nobody's going to care. Selection committee doesn't care. Aztec fans don't care. But it is a true statement that all those things factor. And when you see, you know, one thing go against SESU, when you see someone a step slow, um, when you see, you know, a loose ball not go your way, again, you have to consider all of the things that go into it. So T-Mac, anyway, thank you. Um, I agree with your point. Um, but I understand how people feel, especially and people that come here, you know, want the immediate reaction and want to vent and want to voice their opinions um, and want to be heard. And, and I respect it. And I appreciate it because if not for people wanting to um, be heard and vent and celebrate when the team wins, then, you know, what am I doing? I do it for, for you guys. So thank you. Now, this is the type of stuff that I don't really appreciate or enjoy, but again, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion. You know, I, I think this is, you know, a joke, to be honest with you. Um, I really do. And I don't think that's fair to either of them. And you're talking about student athletes and guys that are winning at 80% clips in their careers and have played in national championship games, but you do you. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Gefilte Fish. I mean, yeah, I mean, losing Lamont Butler, are you kidding? He's a premier defender. Not just in the league. He's a premier defender nationally and a difference maker. And he was bothered by fouls all night. And a number of players were. Jaden Ledee was bothered by fouls all night. Um, I didn't think it was a perfectly officiated game. Make no mistake. And it could have been the difference in a game like this. Uh, Jaden was was hounded, hacked a couple times. It should have been N1s or should have put him at the free throw line two times. He still shot 14 free throws. I think he should have shot 18 or 20 in this game. I think that's reasonable based on his effort inside. 
but he didn't. And he shot 14, and he made the most of them by and large. He was 12 of 14. But, yeah, fouls were a story today. I, I don't think it was the story. I don't think it came down to one call. Um, but not having Lamont, yeah, for five five minutes in the extra session was huge, especially when you build a lead. Like, you feel good with Lamont on the floor with a lead because he's such a capable defender. Uh, let's see here. We struggle on offense. But what gets me the most is the coaches don't run enough plays to open up easy buckets. I mean, this offense, guys, is an improved offense from what it was a year ago. You know, I don't, you know, if you're looking for a top 10 efficient offense, that's not who San Diego State has been. They run top 10 defenses out there historically. And that has been their calling card. It's the 46th most efficient offense in the country, including tonight. And this was not a great offensive night. They're the 46th most efficient offense. By comparison, they were 74th last year. That's a vast improvement. They have playmakers. Reese Waters is a great offensive player. Jaden Ledee is a great offensive player. They have shooters. Um, and they're, top, they're 18th in defense. They finished last year fourth. 18th is a great elite defense. So, you know, I, I think you combine a top 50 offense and a top 20 defense, and you should feel pretty good about your prospects and, and where you are and what's possible. But... You know, they took a timeout with six and a half seconds left. Of course they ran a play. It just wasn't, you know, executed the way you would have hoped it was executed. And then the final 12 seconds, I get it. It's more like go make a play. you got veterans on the floor, and you're asking someone to make a play. And Nevada defended it well. And Darion didn't hit a shot. And that is basketball. Um, he says, okay, example, screens, pick and rolls, driving and dish, guys cutting to the basket. What kind of plays were called at the end of the game and the end of overtime? I mean, we'd have to go back and look, right? Um, we'd have to go back and look. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I, I was looking at the box score earlier. I think there were 17 of 30 from inside the arc in this game. Maybe even better than that. I'd have to go back and look. There were three of 19 from beyond the arc, but they're 17 of 30 inside the arc. So, I mean, they were efficient. They're shooting at, you know, 58% or something like that inside the arc. Um, let's see here. No, you know what I think happened there, Miguel? And I, I, I appreciate it. He says, Tremel went for the foul call in the end of regulation, played a shoot, not for the foul. No, you know what I think happened? Because I think that's he didn't shoot because he realized he wasn't going to get the foul. I think for a half second, he's like, can I lean into this defender and just put it up and get a call? And he's like, I'm not going to get the call. So that's why, like, in that split-second decision, he's like, I'm going to get rid of it because I'm not going to get a foul hall call here. That, that's what I think happened there. Those are split-second decisions where, like, you're processing. You're processing. And again, if you could do it again, I'm sure you'd make a different decision since it didn't work out the way you would have preferred. I mean, Brian Dutcher always talks about it. He, he had a quote to post game to Ted or maybe to Mark, like, you know, we struggled from three. I mean, I would have preferred we, we get downhill more, but also Nevada was a reason why San Diego State was unable to get downhill at times as well. Um, I'm not sure what this is in regard to. Uh, let's see here. Derek, thank you. He says, no doubt Dutcher is a good coach, but you seriously have to question his X's and O's, especially in these late game situations. I mean, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, I, I really don't. I, I really don't. I mean, again, he's winning at a, you know, whatever, 76 or 77% clip in his career. He's won way more close games than lost. Way more. You know, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but way more, including this year. I mean, their record in games decided by five points or less is really good. They're winning better than 67% of the time more than two out of every three in close games. So I, I don't know. You, you put this on, on Dutch tonight? Like, there's a moment in this game. Give me the exact moment. Not taking the timeout with 12 seconds left in overtime. That That's what you want to put it on when they won a very similar they, – they beat FAU in a Final Four and nobody's complaining about them not using a timeout and Lamont just made a play. So, I, I mean, give me the exact moment we're putting on Dutch. The loose ball that ended up with Nick Davidson the parish three at the end of the shot clock. I mean, you're on top, you're, you're playing 45 minutes. You're on the road. You're at elevation. It's a sold out crowd. It's hard to communicate. I mean, right. All these things have to be considered as well. Um, okay. So yeah, again, I think with the benefit of hindsight, then okay. Yeah. He walked it up, but also here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. He has a perfect feel for the clock. They got a shot off. I watched a game. Was it yesterday? I saw something I've never seen in my life. I think Villanova was down three against someone. 
In 20 seconds on the clock in the half court, they never got a shot off. They passed up like four open looks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So I didn't think that walking the ball up had anything to do with it, really. If anything, if you race the ball up the floor and that, and you shoot at like seven and you tie it up, then they have seven seconds the other way. You know what I mean? So I think he was prepared to... You know, live or die with a shot inside of five seconds, whether it was himself or somebody else is going to be open. And he just didn't make a play. And yeah, was it perfect offense there? Probably not, right? Probably not. Uh, two road games in 72 hours is hard for any team to get. This Mountain West season would have loved to have gone 2-0, and but I think everyone would prefer to lose to Nevada than Air Force this week. Hashtag belief. Yeah, no doubt, metrically. I mean, San Diego State didn't move in Ken Palm. This was the expected result. They were two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. Should have been a two-point game if not for a foul with 0.3 seconds left. Um, so this is the expected result. Not to say you want the result. It was there for the taking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to – let me be clear. I mean, winning this game would have been massive for San Diego State. It would have given them a path and a good one to a regular season shared title or outright title, and now it's harder. That is the truth. That is accurate. With all that being said um, – Nevada made more plays than San Diego State, one or two more, and that was the difference. Yes, this was a golden opportunity. There is no question about it. This would have been a really good win. Um, They played well enough, especially, I thought, after overcoming the deficit to win the game. They were in a position to win the game that they did not win. But it wasn't like they had a six-point lead with 16 seconds left and they threw the thing away. That that didn't happen. I mean, a two-point lead with 20 seconds left in regulation – you hope to hold it, but there's no guarantee you're going to hold it. Or a tie game with a minute to play in overtime is a complete coin flip, and you're on the road. Gefilte Fish says, overall, the effort was there, not so much the execution. Sloppy game, too many turnovers. Officials were questionable. We had a chance to win in a tough environment. It was a sloppy game. You're right, 16 turnovers both ways. That's a huge number, especially for Nevada. Uh, I think they averaged nine a game. They had 11 in the first half, which means they only had five in the final 25 minutes of the game. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things like, whatever. If we would have looked up at the end and they won like five to four, we'd be like, yay, a win. <laughs> and you would have looked everything else aside. Like, that's the amazing thing with it. It's like if um, if 
whomever secures the loose ball off the Blackshear miss at the end of regulation, like, what are we saying? Where would the criticism, there wouldn't have been any criticism because they would have won the game by a point or two and you would have forgotten about everything else. But that's not what happened. And Nevada came up with the loose ball and Nevada put it back up and in. And that's why there is the reaction and the hindsight and the criticism and completely understood. It was a huge opportunity for both of these teams. And now Nevada with back-to-back wins over top 25 opponents for the first time in school history, they're in position for net large berth. Like I think six teams right now in the Mountain West are, including San Diego State. I think the Aztecs resume is right there. You could argue the merits of CSU or New Mexico or Utah State. I think it's right there. And then I think a step back would be like Boise State and Nevada. But uh, all these teams, I've said this repeatedly, all of these teams have work to do. Every single one of them have work to do to get to the NCAA tournament. There is no lock right now to make the NCAA tournament. Let me get to this uh, super from our uh, loyal viewer and buddy, Kevin Wilson. Then I want to get to our title sponsor, Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Guys, if you're here, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, letting other Aztec fans know about the channel, please do. We have year-round content for you talking football and basketball and anything else that develops in the college athletics world that impacts San Diego State. And smash the like button for me as well. Uh, Kevin says, and thank you, Kevin, for your super chat. I really do appreciate it. He says, Ladies, seven turnovers to one assist hurts, but we are better with him on the floor. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy is all American caliber. Uh, really wish we could get the big conference road win. Jim Russell would agree. Yeah, I think he would. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. They want it. Um, and, you know, there's only so many opportunities. Can you get it now in Logan? Is Logan going to be easier than tonight? No, you wouldn't think it. Um, UNLV's no walk in the park because their their best game is a good game. Their A game is good. Um, and even Fresno State, we've seen Fresno give the Aztecs trouble in Fresno. Well, even a year ago, the Aztecs end up in the national championship game and they beat Fresno in a true rock fight last year. I think in February, like 40, what was it? 45, 42, 43, 41, some ridiculous game that was low, low scoring. Um, but Kevin, appreciate your support. I mean, Ladie is a complete difference maker. And, um, you know, I think he did everything in his path. He tried to will his team to win. Was it perfect? No, nobody played perfectly tonight. It's hard on the road against good defensive teams. And they had a game plan. Everyone's got a game plan. They are seeing San Diego State for a second time, just like San Diego State is seeing Nevada for a second time. The Aztecs already won the first game. So the onus was on Nevada to return the favorite. The onus was on Nevada to get the regular season split. The onus was on Nevada to keep themselves in the at-large conversation, right? And I hate to say, well, Nevada had more to play for than San Diego State. I've said that a few times. Like, hey, the, the home team in this spot has a lot to play for. It, it goes beyond that. But you can't discount how important this game was for Nevada as well. Just as important is my point, if not more. But just as important as it was for SDSU. All right, let me get back to this in a moment. I want to remind our viewers, higher impact financial. My buddy Eric Lanier, I've been going through a financial plan with Eric. you got to set up a free 15-minute consultation with him. He's an Aztec fan. He's from Southern California. He watches all these games. I've known him for the last couple of years, working with him on uh, the wrap-up show I do on the baseball side, and now the wrap-up show here as well, where we talk Aztecs football and basketball. So maybe you're looking for a vision with your financial future, like a retirement plan. What are you going to do when you retire? Maybe you need help with your taxes. Maybe you just need questions answered like I do. Like th- That is not my forte or specialty. Get in contact with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. He is a great financial advisor. I just had an hour-long conversation with him, and he has really set up myself and my family for our future. And I couldn't be more excited about it, and I need to thank Eric for that. So set up a free 15-minute consultation. Let him know you watch the wrap-up show. Talk some Aztecs with him. Support this channel if you support my work. Click that link in the description down below. Help build your financial future today by getting in contact with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. All right, let me get back to the chat here. I'm going to hang out for another 10 minutes. Been a long day. I do the radio wrap-up, and then I do the YouTube wrap-up. Not always, but I try to. Um, I was 50-50 on doing this. I'm like, ah, off the loss. Do I really want to do it? Um, But I do. I do, because I love talking about it, even when things don't go perfectly. I mean, that's the thing with sports. Like, and that's the thing with what I do. I mean, I love talking about it in a win, and I, I don't prefer it as much in a loss, but um, I think fans deserve the opportunity to, to talk about it no matter what happens, win or lose. Um, all right, let's see here. Chris, thank you, Chris. He says, Aztecs offense in the final minute always seems to be stand around for 30 seconds and then jack up a fadeaway three. Um, 
That's probably an exaggeration, Chris. I'd have to go through late game situations this year to see what they have done um, or over the last couple of years. But I don't have specific examples in my mind to either negate that um, or to back up that. If you have additional evidence, please, please share. But I appreciate you chiming in. Neil says the consequence of going to the Final Four is that this conference has gotten so much better. Yeah, it has in a quick period of time. I mean, these are veteran-laden teams. You know, look at Nevada. They were an NCAA tournament team last year. They returned Jared Lucas and Keenan Blackshear and Nick, Nick Davidson and has Trey Coleman, who's a great defender. Um, they're good. They're, I, and they're not the only good team. There are, in my opinion, Eight, and I don't have separate. I think there's eight really good, capable teams. You have the, I think you have the six that are like the cut above, the tournament caliber. Wyoming at home, nobody wants to deal with. They've lost twice in Laramie all year. San Diego State, thankfully, doesn't go there this year. That could be, you know, trouble. And then UNLV, yeah, they've had some disappointing losses. I mean, they've been helter-skelter, but their talent level and their ability and their ceiling is super high. So, you know, there's not a lot of nights off. In the league, they're just especially on the road, especially on the road. Larry Joe, what's up, man? I'm going to say that Reese Waters doesn't take enough shots. The ball needed to be in his hands down the stretch, not perishes for the last second. Desperate shot clock, expiring shots. I, th- I think it's that's fair, Larry, to, to feel that way. That hey, you would have liked to see Reese get you know one of those late shot clock opportunities. You know, as good as he's been for the Aztecs this year, but it, it just doesn't always work like that. It's like live game situations and. Um, you know, again, we've seen Parrish hit shots late in shot clocks. You've seen Tremel. You've seen Waters. You're 100% right. You've absolutely seen Waters. That, that's a fair reaction to it. Wanted to see Reese get an opportunity there because you've seen what Reese is. He hit five threes against Air Force. So I understand you're thinking there, Larry Joe. I do. Um, Derek says, I'm not, sli- I'm not for slamming the players since they're student athletes and not pros, but I think it's okay to have an issue with the coaching and offensive scheme. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely, Derek, entitled to your opinion. Absolutely. You're, you're clearly. Um, I would not argue that at all. I, I don't tell someone how to be a fan. I really don't. Um, I may disagree with your opinion, like like other people disagree with my opinion, but I, I don't come down on people on how to. This is this is your team, right? This is your time. This is your passion. Mine too. <laughs> so, so that's the, that's the fun part of this. Honestly, um, differing opinions is what makes sports great and allows something like sports talk radio to exist. Um. Neil says other teams seem to be copying the Aztec blueprint, and I felt like we were playing against ourselves. You're not kidding, man. Big physical veteran teams, old. Um, not not a lot of tempo in the Mountain West this year. There's a couple of teams. New Mexico, obviously, led by you know Jalen House. I think Utah State plays a tempo, but basically, if nine teams that play at like average or below average tempo, you know, late shot clocks, defense first, um, good veteran players. Um, a lot of good guards in the league, some really talented centers in the Ladies and the Asabors. Um, it's a really good league. I mean, I think it's the top four league in the in the country right now. I think you have – I think the separators would be Big 12, SEC, I think metrically Big 10, and then you could put them out west ahead of the Pac-12 and the ACC. And I'm sure some people would argue the ACC. But, like, that's where it is. It, it's it's arguably a top four league. Forget about the Power Five. It's, it's a top four league, and I think that'll – bear out come selection Sunday or could bear out depending on how these teams collectively play down the stretch. Um, Don wants to know why did the Aztecs struggle so much trying to inbound pass when being pressed late in the game? Same thing all year last year. Um, no, it wasn't the same thing all year last year. You're talking about Maui specifically, but it wasn't the case like in the NCAA tournament. Um, it wasn't the case in they, I mean, they, they won some close games late, you know, they won close games last year, um, including this year, by the way. People, they beat UC Irvine in the final seconds last year. They beat UC Irvine this year in the final seconds. They've won overtime games this year, right? Washington, um, Cal. So they've, they've won close games. But, yeah, there was that – there was a tie-up. Thankfully, San Diego State has the possession arrow. It's college basketball. It does happen. They had two timeouts there. I think they should have used a timeout, Don, in that situation. Um, I think that's what they should have done. Um yeah, the press, the press can cause some havoc in college basketball. But to say that it's been something they've dealt with, you know, all of the last two years, I, I don't think it is. Yeah, the Maui thing magnified it definitely last year. Um, and there have been moments, but I think most teams deal with moments, especially teams that have leads. And San Diego State a lot is sitting on leads. Uh, too many turnovers? Yeah, 16 is too high. Brian Tusher would tell you that. 
no doubt. He would definitely tell you that. Um, Kite, congratulations on your win. Wolfpack fan in the chat, congratulations. Um, T-Mac says, I believe fans should vent because they're passionate. I just take offense and fans insult individual players like the person who called players trash. They would not say it to their face. Yeah, I, w- I mean, that's to me. I'm with you. I mean, that that to me isn't reasonable or fair, and I don't try to call attention to it. I mean, people get upset, and then they say things they probably shouldn't say. So I kind of just discount it to that. As long as I've been doing this, talking Padres and Aztecs on YouTube and the radio and social media, I've seen much worse. You know, it is, it's par for the course talking sports day in and day out. Uh, Thomas, or Tomas, thank you for hanging out. He says, as a New Mexico fan, it's been great to see how well all the top Mountain West teams are playing. Never followed so many games teams other than New Mexico. Hence why I'm following San Diego State this evening. Mountain West is tough. Thank you, Tomas. Um, I've seen some New Mexico people um, either live or on replay in some comments, and I appreciate you. And um, I I like the healthy interaction between the fan bases. I do. Um, And I think it's good for the league to have a good league. I don't think it's great for the league to just have one good team. I think it was great last year what San Diego State did. Um, but I think a healthy league is good for all parties, including San Diego State. And, you know, New Mexico, to its credit, is having a really good year to this point. I think they had a really good year last year until um, it went a little bit sideways late. But um, I think New Mexico fans should be enjoying this season because this isn't something that they've had the fortune of enjoying over the last decade, by and large, right? And Tomas, you would know better than me, but I think it's been 10 years. Has it been 10 years? Since no, it hasn't been ten years since New Mexico was in the NCAA tournament, or has it? I forget. You tell me the last time New Mexico was in the NCAA tournament. It's been a while, but I like seeing um, the league competitive. You know, it, it, it creates some, you know, disappointment when you know you're not running through the league and going fifteen and three. But nobody's going to go fifteen and three in the league this year, including San Diego State, and you know, likely New Mexico as well. But um, you know, I'm the same way. I love watching these games. I think every single night in the Mountain West, when you get like two or more games, there's one really compelling game. I think tomorrow there are a lot of compelling games. Who's um, is it Boise State, Utah State? That's a that's an unbelievable game with all kinds of implications for both of those teams and for the league. So, um, Tomas, I appreciate um, you being here. Appreciate the support. Uh, Neil says was hoping Powell could have contributed more. I'm wondering if he really has issues at altitude. Um, you know, he had an impactful N1, obviously had that huge home game. I forget who it was against now. Everything's becoming a blur. The 16-point game was at Utah State, uh, Utah State 5-5 five five from the floor. And it's just – it can be harder on the road. I mean, elevation is definitely a factor. We've talked about that before. I don't know if it's pal specifically. And, by the way, you could have an elevation, elevation issue one night and not another. I've talked to all the coaches and players about that. Um, it's interesting the, the way it can impact you. And, again, people don't understand it watching on television – I've called games at elevation. I'm talking about just calling them. I called a game in Laramie my first year covering San Diego State. It was like hard for me to breathe calling the game. It was flat out weird. I had never experienced anything like it in my life. I'd never been at 7,000 feet elevation, I don't think, in my life, or at least as an adult. And it was it was weird. And again, it's just it's something you have to overcome. Nobody's going to say, no selection committee is going to be like, well, they lost that game at elevation. They don't care. They don't care, even though it is a factor among a number of factors. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know, I'd have to go back and watch the off ball foul calls, you know, he's, he's valuable. I'll tell you that. And he's going to continue to be valuable. And when he plays to, you know, his full ability, like all these guys, San Diego state's a tough out. We've seen it. You've watched the games of VA house this year. I mean, Aztecs have, have been really, really good. I mean, obviously not just undefeated, but the manner in which they win. I mean, they, they've been convincing at times against good teams at Viejas. Now, can they continue to do that against the cream of the crop, Colorado State, New Mexico, Boise State? Still to come. We're going to find out. Um, but they'll be motivated and ready off this. They'll be motivated and ready. There's no question about it. Gefil to fish. It's hard to be critical of Jaden, but he needs to handle the double teams a bit better. Would like to see him get that ball and make a move right away instead of waiting for the double to arrive. I think you, you felt that a little bit early. He was trying to make a quick decision. With the ball, he also tried to make some quick passes out of the double at times here tonight. Um, it's Imagine every time you touch the ball, you're getting doubled. Like That's got to be frustrating. And to still find ways to be in double figures every game this year, he had somehow 20 points in this game. Like, how? He's drawing these doubles constantly. They're throwing defenders at him constantly. Everyone's doing everything in their power to prevent the post pass to him. So 
I mean, I give I give him a ton of credit for how he's handled the adversity of how teams have tried to defend him. Because like you're not defended like that in the NBA, like you know what I mean. You're not, and he wasn't defended like that last year. He wasn't defended like that for the first four or five games of this year. But eventually, you watch the film. You're like, if I don't play this guy, if I play this guy straight up, he's going to score 35 points against me, and I got no shot. So I have to double. I have to. It's the only option. I'm not in the prediction game, Fabio. I'm not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I like the situation that the Aztecs are in. I, I don't know about the regular season race. I'd have to look at everyone's schedule. Um, all the home games are critical. You got to hold serve at home. Easier said than done. The Aztecs have never had a perfect home season in the history, uh, you know, ever, at least in the Mount West days, including non-conference. So can they do that? Can they go perfect at home? Again, jury's still out on that. If you do it, you're giving yourself a shot. Um, and then can you can you win at Vegas and Fresno? That right there is six wins. And then let's say you lost in Logan, you're six and one down the stretch. Again, me talking, easier said than done. And then your record is uh, 13 and five. Is 13 and five a share? You tell me. Um, and obviously there's no guarantee of that. And, you know, there's a million possibilities beginning with Tuesday night against Colorado State. Yeah, Tomas, thank you. Yeah, 10 years, which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And they've had good teams in there. They haven't had that great team in there but i mean we know about the passion and the support obviously in the state of new mexico for the lobos and the aztecs and lobos have played some great games over the years including you know last year we'll see what's coming up next weekend one week from tonight at va Arena. that'll be an atmosphere i promise you that that'll be an atmosphere um yeah winning out or winning every game at home is easier said than done again it sounds good until you realize the, the caliber of opponent that is in this league and you're always capable of running into that one jail and house night. Like New Mexico had a VA house last year, the only home loss for the Aztecs last year, Nathan Mensah fouls out, jail and house goes off. Um, and, you know, you hope to, that doesn't happen from here on out in the remainder of the regular season. If you're an Aztec fan, Lou says too much standing around on offense. We need to do more pick and roll. Our play calls at end of games have seemed non-existent. I mean, Darian has five made baskets at the end of a half this year, five. That is a huge number, massive. It probably leads the nation. Um, again, when it doesn't work out, it's easy to pinpoint it. And I'm sure they'll go back and watch this film and say we could have done things better at the end of regulation and overtime. Lou, to your point. But I don't think it's a constant, consistent theme. That's my opinion. Um, and again, not everyone's going to agree with it. Um, Brent says need to start winning these winnable games. Yeah, I mean, it was there. It was a 50-50 game. It was. It was winnable um, for San Diego State. Max says, I do hope we get five or six Mountain West teams past the first round of the tournament. The TV contract is weak and all the universities can use the unit money. Now, it won't be easy for that. I mean, that would be shocking. You know, it's one thing to get six in. That alone is unbelievable. It would be a league record. But for five of the six or even six of the six to win a game, I mean, that's almost unheard of. But if you could get... I mean, could you get two teams to a Sweet 16 or could you get three teams to win a game and one team to the Sweet 16? Right there, you're talking four-plus units, which to your point has value, plus additional units for teams getting in. I think the next Mountain West TV deal has a chance to be um, even more lucrative. We're getting way ahead of ourselves and off topic. But um, in the current you know, nature of the college football expanded playoff, I think the Mountain West has even more value in this basketball league, which, again, is only probably 20 or 25% of an overall TV contract still. I mean, 20 or 25% that, you know, this league is, is a really good league. And I think networks understand that. And again, you're not paying big 10 sec, you know, big 12 money, but could they get a bump uh, when that contract comes up? Yeah, I, I do think they could. And we'll see how Oregon state and Washington state factor into that as well. Um, yes, I am because of Jim. Yes, I am. No doubt. I talked about this a little bit earlier, T-Fuel. All right, guys, I got to run. Been a long day talking about the radio from 3 to 5 and then doing post game on the radio and doing this here uh, today. If you wouldn't mind, whether you're here live or on replay, um, let someone know about this. Um, share it, word of mouth. Really appreciate it. Share it on social media. Um, text someone a link. Subscribe. Whatever you can do to support the channel, I do appreciate it. So thank you. Um, smash the like button for me. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, J-O-N. S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Appreciate the super thanks that come in on replay um, and the super chats that come here live. 
So um, really do appreciate everyone's support of the channel. I'll be back with you at some point um, next week. Next game is Tuesday. You can join me on San Diego Sports 760, also on the free iHeartRadio app. I have a radio show weekdays from 3 to 6. So um, would love to have you join us on the radio, San Diego Sports 760 in Southern California, or on the free iHeartRadio app. If you want the audio-only edition, by the way, of this show, click the link in the description down below. So if you don't want the video because you're literally like going for a run or you're at the gym or you're in your car and you don't want the video, maybe you want to speed up the audio. I do that on podcasts sometimes. Um, you can do that by clicking the link in the description down below. So I do have the audio available for you if you're not looking for the video. But I'll be back next week. We'll be talking about it more Monday afternoon. John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760. Um, and look forward to speaking with you all then. But again, a final in overtime from Reno, uh, Nevada 70, San Diego State 66. My name is John Schaefer. This has been the wrap-up show presented by my friend Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.